Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 537 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm Ozo Always. I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, sir, Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, my God. Let me tell you, dude. I am feeling so freaking good after this Nintendo Direct. I mean, you have no fucking idea. But it's yeah, like... Yeah. As a recording, it's the middle of the week. You and I just decided to do this as an emergency podcast because of pretty much how freaking good that direct was today. Yeah. You know, and quite honestly, I'm feeling pretty damn awesome. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, it's a big day. You know, I'm on uh, day five of my nine day vacation. Uh, bittersweet. We're past halfway point this time, but uh, it was a big day. Um, I put pants on for the first time since I got off work Friday. Uh, so that was, a, that was, that's pretty big occasion. Um, you know, I, I'm now about four hours into this game right here. Hey, okay. More spoken for our audio listeners. Um, and, uh, yeah, watch this direct. I did a live reaction earlier today, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I was telling you for the show, Gables, not a big fan of these, uh, afternoon directs. I kind of, I like them. I like, don't wrong. I like them on days when I'm working, but mm-hmm. just so I'm on vacation this week. That's what the guy in direct app, but I'm just kind of like killing time until the direct, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a pretty interesting day, you know? Uh, definitely uh, was, it was it was a nice little thing to do because, uh, you know, like I said, day five of this vacation. I'm not going anywhere. It's kind of home. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's like kind of nice to have like something to look forward to throughout the day. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, we are here. It's a special occasion with us here. We are doing a uh, midweek. We don't do this very often, uh, especially live. Sometimes no. we might. Uh, do like we might can't like put something in the can and do two episodes in one night on a Saturday and post the other one on Wednesday. But we're doing this live uh, mainly, like I said, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm on I'm off work, so I don't have to. It's you know, it's like 11 o'clock my time, so I'm off work. You know, you're two hours behind me, so it's, it was actually doable yep. to do it. And yeah, it was, it was a big enough to direct. I, I figured to you know do one of these. So uh, Gables, without further ado, let's get into it, buddy. Um, yep. So. I don't know. Do you want to, like, we can break these down one by one. Um, we can talk. I got everything down here in order. Um, Why don't we break it down one by one? Okay. Yeah. Some of the stuff that I feel like we can kind of fly through. Um, so starting off, we got a trailer for Pikmin 4. First time we got actually see, got, got some, uh, see some gameplay. It's coming out July 21st. Uh, and it looks like you're like in a, in like a backyard, almost like a hunting. I shrunk the kids, like a grounded situation. Um, mm-hmm. You're not playing as Captain Olimar as far as we could tell, unless that's Captain Olimar back when he had hair. Um, which I hate him even more now because he's a ginger. Um, I don't like gingers. It's a thing. Um, gingers, Amish people don't like them. Um, it's very, oh boy, don't get me wrong. If you're oh, if you're a ginger Amish, ooh, that's scary. I just thought about that. I never thought about that before. But that's scary either. Um, anyways, uh, back to back to Pikmin Four. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gail, you're supposed to keep me on track. Um, but um, yeah, so we, you got we have. I can't remember the name of the dog. You, like I think they said the name of it in in the uh, trailer. But the little dog buddy you have with you. Uh, I've never been a big Pikmin person, but the uh, I'm a sucker for dogs. Um, I didn't see if you could pet the dog, though. That's something I want to know about. But yeah, it's coming out July 21st. Like I said, I've never been a huge Pikmin guy, but you know, I, I felt pretty good because you know sometimes what you start with in these type of events, like state of plays, directs, you know, press conferences, whatever, you always want to you always want to start with something big, end with something big, have something big in the middle. Uh, and I, right. I thought Pikmin 4 is a pretty good start to the direct so what was your thoughts on this one i thought it was an excellent start to the direct indeed i mean first and foremost i was was not expecting them to start directly with uh i see what you did there Pikmin 4. directly I got it. <laughs> but at the same point there were a lot of good key details that uh i thought there were 
that were pretty cool. I mean, for one, you can actually climb in regards to this game. You know, in terms of the mechanics and stuff, there's new mechanics being, mechanics being introduced. Ice Pikmin. Like Ice Pikmin, yeah, that was actually pretty cool. How you can showcase where you can freeze little, like little puddles and stuff like that, and freeze enemies and do all this, all this, all this other stuff. I really do like how the game looks. This game actually looks fairly good, fairly crisp. Oh, yeah. Pikmin Three looked fantastic. Like yes, the, the water yes. in that game was gorgeous. Maybe the best looking Especially. water I've ever seen in the video game. Exactly. It's like it's hard to think of, but it was like ten years ago, that was that game looked pretty fucking good on the Wii U. Yeah. For Switch, yes. Yes, the same thing's been held intact and stuff and the graphical fidelity and like the smooth frame rates and everything else inside Pikmin four looks on par. The the character designs look pretty fucking good too. In regards to the whole little dog creature and stuff that you get to befriend and stuff, and it'll transport you and like it'll help you like drag certain sleeping enemies out of the way so you can get to some place. I mean, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. I also like that it's in the middle of July. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. I, mean, I think Pikmin Four is a good summer game. Like, because if it came yeah. out in the fall, Absolutely. it can easily get buried. So coming up mid July, perfect. Because I don't think there's I don't know if there's anything big coming in July. What's hilarious about this? to start it off is because Nintendo said, okay, this is going to be for the first half of like 2023 and automatically you first game. Yeah. You uh, first game is uh, in July, which is technically the second half. Yeah. Well, they did that a couple of years ago. Year. I think when they announced Splatoon three, they said this, this one's only talking about games coming out this year. And the very first thing they talked about was a game that was coming out the next year. So <laughs> yeah, kind of looking at um, July. Yeah. There's the only thing other, only other thing scheduled for July is, uh, Disney's Illusion Island, which we'll talk about later. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought a pretty, like I said, pretty strong start. Strong start. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, I'm not a huge Pikmin fan. Those games always kind of give me anxiety when they have like the time schedule thing. And also the Pikmin die, and I don't like it. It makes me sad. Um, I know the time schedule thing was prevalent inside of the first game, but I'm not sure of like the uh, other corresponding the games. The third one, I think, got rid of it. I can't remember, but... I remember just playing. I think it. the third one got rid of it. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. I, I think for I, I tried. I got Pikmin three when I got that like, when you bought Mario Kart, you got a free game thing, and that was one of the games I picked. Yeah. And um, yeah, I played it for a couple hours. I just didn't like the switch between characters thing. So. Um, remember, I like an extra the vouchers or something like that. Like I gave one to you, and I also gave like one to Justin. I think. No, you <laughs> gave. Sure. Um, I, I bought one off of you because I we, I bought you Skyrim for, yes. for the. Steam, that's yeah. right yes um, yes yeah. oh shit all right well obs is that's right perfect. you got one from justin you got and you bought one from me and stuff yeah. and blah 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 yeah. yeah that's right that's right yeah all right i gotta give me a second here Gables. i gotta fix obs so they won't be able to hear you for a second why do you gotta do it when the podcast like we've been here for a goddamn like an hour now and just bullshitting talking about game boy motherfucker fucks up when we start what the hell what's that all about gables Mm-hmm. All right, now they can hear you. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. Uh, we had Xenoblade Chronicles uh, three. We got we got some uh, some more DLC news from them. Uh, wave two is out February or Wave three rather is out February fifty. We're already on Wave three. Jesus. Yes, we when are. Did it come out again? Was that summer? Yeah, it was actually released last July. I think it was oh, July. Okay, I, I always for some reason in my head I always mix up. Uh, Fire Emblem and Xenoblade, the, the, just weeby bullshit, you know? Yeah, they, um, they generally do that with, like, some of their expansion passes where they just support them, like, the entire, like, a, just, like, a year yeah, yeah. for some of their RPG stuff, and this is uh, kind of the same thing. 
yeah, and we got a sneak peek at Wave Four. So I don't, I don't know anything that like, this is not a thing for me. Okay, so for this one, I thought it was pretty cool because it showcases a new character. It looks like uh, looks like you can go and have him playable, like in the middle of the game, and this and that. And uh, I, from what I could gather and stuff, there were other types of features and stuff I didn't really readily pick up on. But I, what I did pick up on was the teasing of the next wave, yeah. which is wave four, where you generally have the protagonists of the first couple of Xenoblade games, like Shulk and Rex, from oh, that okay. being prevalent inside there. But uh, what's hilarious about it is I was watching a stream previously with uh, Player Essence. OJ was just commenting, man, I think it was not with uh, Xenoblade, but it was also, but it was for like, uh, for Fire Emblem Engage and stuff like that, now that I think about it. I'll mention that a little bit later, but Anyway, from the whole Wave 3, Wave 4 and stuff, I like that Wave 3 is available so soon and stuff. But man, <laughs> these long-ass RPGs and a lot of the other Wave stuff coming on there, I haven't even bothered like getting the expansion pack, like the expansion pass for this one. And man, I really feel like I'm going to be picking up expansion passes soon and down the line. Yeah. Because uh, these are some good stuff that they're going through and putting out. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like Wave 4 is like the big story one. They, typically, mm-hmm. Nintendo, they put like, and not just Nintendo, but Nintendo always like the the big, like when they'll have like two waves or whatever waves of uh, paid DLC, the, the last ones, like the, fir- the first the first ones are all like little minor things. And then the last one is like the big, like actual like expansion to the game. So um, that's what it kind of looked like in that case. Um, next up, this one leaked before the direct, a couple hours before. Samba de Amigo, uh, Amigo, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Amigo Party Central coming this summer for forty. It's gonna be forty dollars. Is this like an arcade game? I don't really, I don't. Oh know about yeah, this. Samba de Amigo. This has. What's funny about this is like I literally had not heard of Samba de Amigo for quite a long time because that was an arcade game, but it also was on Dreamcast. It was okay. one of the last Dreamcast games. I vaguely remember I seeing these when I worked at the game store in like the late two thousand. The Maracas. The Maracas. What, yeah. Was, was the thing you had to get the most and stuff like that but uh it's awesome because this is this really we have not had a legitimate like Sama de amigo style game like this in literally like i kid you not maybe over 15 some odd years yeah or 20 yeah and this is a I believe a remaster and it has online multiplayer look like there's a battle royale mode in there too somewhere that's awesome. I could That's have interesting. read that wrong. I don't know, but like I saw the online multiplayer look like a battle royale mode. But it's, I can't. Huh. Some I heard some people say it's a new game. I heard some people say it's a remaster. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, um, we'll definitely look into more details about it probably another time. But at the yeah. same point, though, the fact remains is we're seeing a a classic game being revitalized and brought out to modern day. Like if you were keeping track at home, like through your bingo cards or whatsoever. How many of you had fucking Sama de Amigo coming back? I mean, <laughs> probably not a lot of you. No, no, I had, I would have guessed Fashion Dreamer coming in this summer. It's a Swiss exclusive before Sama de Amigo. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Gables. You know what's it. funny? Hmm. When I saw that uh, fashion game, I thought it was Style Suave, that old 3DS property that uh, they literally had it like throughout the 3DS generation to where it's like a fashion type of game and you did this and did that. And so that's what I thought this current one was. But no, this is something different from level five. Yeah. Oh, it's a level five game. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Uh, they, were, they used to be so good. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, people, you know, people concerned about not having big Switch exclusives uh, this year. I got fashion dreamer coming this summer. Uh, so maybe the biggest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Next up, though, we had a uh, Dead Cells Returns uh, of uh, re- yeah, Return of Castlevania. 
um, mm-hmm. coming out March sixth. Um, this was announced back at the Game Awards. Um, it's on it's on my fans critically. Um, so yeah, uh, looks pretty. Looks the first time we've seen gameplay though. I like the. You know, I'm not a Castlevania person, but I like the way it looked. I like it's a good melding of Dead Cells and Castlevania. And they they said that like they like redid some of the music that kind of meld with the Dead Cells music, which I thought right. was really cool. Like I'm you know, obviously I don't know the Dead Cells music, but like I like the fact that like actually took the, like this feels like more than just like a, a castle. It's not just a Castlevania skin. It's like no, they actually built almost an entirely different game here to to incorporate Dead Cells with Castlevania, and I like that a lot. It really reminded me of when they first was uh, revealed through the gameplay and stuff. It thought, I thought for a moment that it was a new Castlevania game and I almost freaked out. I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> then I see like uh, the protagonist of dead cells go over there and stuff, but it looks like a full fleshed out style of Castlevania game with dead cells. And that's what I love seeing it, seeing about this. You have the, you have the boss characters and stuff like uh, for death and also for Dracula and stuff. And you have all the classic creatures and classic music stuff being remastered and stuff. Yeah. It looked fairly good. <clears throat> yeah, it looked fairly decent. Uh-huh. Yeah. Looks really good. I hope it reviews very well because I need the points. Uh, but um, next up, Tron Identity coming uh, in April. That's a Mike Bithell game. Uh, mm. He looked very much like a Mike Bithell narrative driven game. Yep. Um but uh, yeah, that was announced last September. That was revealed last September <clears> at the, the <throat> Disney D twenty three event, I believe is what it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, yep. not my type of games, uh, but they people there's definitely a huge audience for them, and they typically review pretty well. Um, yeah, that didn't really strike any chords with me. No, either. it's Tron. It's that's a very yeah. Mike Bithell games are very it's a very niche audience, and Tron has also a very niche audience. So it's kind of a it's. Maybe the nichiest of on it uh, of uh, a audiences. niche within a niche. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's like FromSoft making like a fucking Elden like a like an Elden Ring clone or something like that. Who the fuck <laughs> wants that? You know, it's fucking stupid. Um. Anyways, Ghostwire Phantom Detective coming out this summer. That is uh, it was previously revealed. I think at the last direct we had. That's a isn't uh, someone said that's a DS game. It was a DS game. Wait, 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 wait. Which one are you talking about? Ghost trip. Ghost? Trick Phantom ghost Detective? Trick. Isn't that a ghost Okay, trick? okay, yes. It is? Ghost Trick was a DS game, a late DS game in my in that hand. Okay. Fun fact, that was a game I was looking forward to trying to play back then and stuff, but unfortunately I could not ever get a hold of a copy of that thing, and it was a pain in the ass too because years mm-hmm. later that game got super expensive to try to find because it was that niche, that style of like, hard to find and uh, they have it on ios they've had the game yeah, on iOS it came and stuff up, since 2012 yes it's been on ios yeah but uh yeah it was a ds exclusive at the time and it's supposed it's supposed to be a fairly good game by capcom yeah <laughs> it's actually it's coming to all the systems by the way so it's not just good. a switch game so, good um good good yeah. good so okay that's cool um yeah it came out 2011 though initially on ds um yep. next game we got here was deca police uh, it's like a turn-based anime-looking game. It's come out sometime this year. No, no timetable other than 2023. Um, just didn't, did, I don't know, didn't really do much for me. But uh, yeah, once again, I know there's probably a big audience. Like, like you're like a detective trying to solve crimes. It looked like you did some Tokyo drifting, which looked kind of cool. Um, all the voice acting was was the Japanese though. Um, so yeah, I don't know, definitely not my style of game. I don't know what about you, Gables? 
honestly, it looks pretty good, but at the same point, it's going to be in during the time where I'm probably going to not even bother playing this game for a while because there's so many other different types of games I want to try to play, especially after this freaking direct. I mean, yeah. Deca Police looks fine, in my opinion. Yeah. Everything else from the gameplay to some mechanics, and it looks fairly different than some of the other standard, like, like Japanese like action games that I've seen, mm-hmm. but at the same point, this is definitely the type of game where I probably would wait for a sale. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. lie. It's not something that's going to immediately grasp me to want to go forth and play it. Yeah, it's it's definitely like, you know, it's, it's no shot at Deck of Police. It's a shot. I mean, it's not really shot at anybody, but it's like in this general, you know, and where we're at in the, in the world right now with like entertainment, it's hard enough to get people's attention to entertainment. But like just as a video game alone, though, just coming out looking good. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard enough to get eyeballs on your stuff, but like. Yeah, you got not to say that this game doesn't stand out in any sort of way, but man, it's like yeah, it's one of those games where it's like I don't know, like I, I don't know how what's gonna do, you know. But uh, you know, like, sometimes just being a good game isn't enough anymore. So because you know, if this game would have came out on the GameCube or something, and that generation, this game would probably been a lot bigger, a lot you know, have a lot more eyeballs on it. But anyways, um, with the uh, Bayonetta Origins, their their trailer for that one coming March seventeenth, um. I I don't know how I feel about this game Gables. I think part of it too is uh, Bayonetta three. I think was just kind of a disappointment for me. And I think at this point for a lot of people, and I feel like uh, coming off of that and then going to this, I think a lot of people were just kind of. And also, it's just a totally different style of game. Um, yeah, I don't I don't. And I guess they had like a little demo type of thing almost in the in Bayonetta three. If you like hundred percent of it, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I don't. I just. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh, just kind of lukewarm, lukewarm on this one. Like, I really feel like reviews got to be outstanding. I think for really this game to like have like a decent shot of becoming something, you know, become really big. Um, and the fact that sixty bucks also kind of hurts too. So that's kind of a, a tough, tough sell for a lot of people. I think too. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a tough, tough sell with people because they're more accustomed to Bayonetta being like an action game and stuff. And so the spinoff, sort of the spinoff game. It's definitely something vastly different because it's more like a stylized sort of uh, adventure game, really. Because yeah. you you're with you don't uh, battle, you don't do like a battles in the traditional sense. You're basically going through trying to save your mom and stuff, and using uh, one of the demons that you find right there, the Cheshire. And uh, you know, it's kind of funny, a little uh, to kick back a little bit to Bayonetta three and stuff. That game actually sold over a million copies, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I don't. I think. I don't know how well the, uh, I think the Bayonetta one and two bundle on Switch sold about that much, but I think that's probably it's definitely the best start ever for probably a Bayonetta game. I don't know. That's how, very true. So, but as for Cereza and stuff, I mean, this game is going to be all right. I feel it's yeah. going to probably be in the middle sevens, maybe early eights or something like that. But uh, I don't, I don't really see. I don't really see a lot of people wanting to go through and play this game. I actually do see a lot of people probably being disappointed in it because of it not being as fleshed out in some parts, maybe. But at the same point, it looks like a fun game. But it's another one of those games where wait on a sale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fortunately, though, it's a Nintendo game, so <laughs> sales don't happen very often for those. It depends, really. Yeah. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. In 2029, it'll be $57. Um <laughs> Next up here, we got Splatoon 3. Uh, they announced the expansion pack, uh, paid DLC. Maybe my favorite paid DLC ever. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> my, it broke my brain, Gables. Wave 1's coming in spring. 
Uh, yeah. You in wave one you get Inkopolis, the hub yep. world from Splatoon one. Yeah, you get the hub world from Splatoon one plus like, uh, oh god, yeah. There's a couple other things you can go for them visit, visit classic characters, and like classic things. But other than that, though, that that's wave one. I was more interested in wave two. Yeah, side they, order. Because they teased the story content being side order, which you know what that 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 wave two, I would doubt that thing's going to be coming in the later half of this year. I mean, I think it probably is going to be like this time, maybe next year, that we're probably going to get the wave two. Personally. I could see them pushing it to like maybe September, get a full year of it. But they did announce that they're going to do two years of support for this thing. So, but whatever that's what, true. Whatever two years of support actually means. So. Um, I don't know. And this game released in uh, October September. of September, oh, September of last year. It's early September. So that means by 2024, yeah, they would have to have that thing. So yeah, I could see them potentially like. Uh, well, I mean, they can always like do like. I mean, they did like expansion stuff for two, and then like a year yeah. later announced like the whole extra campaign thing. So. Yeah, I don't really see them like having like say a, a second expansion pass after this. I mean, I think it's just going to be the one expansion pass, and then just have incremental updates to yeah. like the online. Personally, yeah, uh, they did say that's coming out this wave two is coming this year. I just I can't believe they are charging money for a hub world. Blew my goddamn mind. I'm it's like, basically like a teaser for like yeah. wave two. I mean, that's what exactly what it is. Sounds it's like like I, I, I know like I, it's like I said over and over again. Like the, the it's like whenever they do this, like there's like the two wave thing. It's like wave one is like usually minuscule stuff. It's like hey, here's some yep. extra characters, or here's maybe like here's a trial mode or something like that. But it's like fuck, man, really? You're gonna charge me to be able to just walk around this world that has the same stores that you know what they could have done. Instead of like just having them walk around the hub world, they could have just added the first game in the expansion. <laughs> I mean, well, G- Gables, Splatoon three is just an expansion of Splatoon two. And I know, one, so. I know. <laughs> I mean, they're all expansions if, of each other. If we really wanted to, if we yeah. really want to experience the original Splatoon, I mean, just do a Splatoon single player damn thing yeah. separate. <laughs> I was like, give me some like exclusive gear that's only in the in, in the wave one or something. Jesus Christ, like yeah, yeah. You know, I, that would have been a fun yeah. change of pace too. I mean, I I I know it's Nintendo bullshit, but geez, this might be like this is going in like the upper tier nintendo bullshit right here uh yeah i can see why man i mean i agree with you there where just paying money just to walk on the yeah the first game's hub world that's yeah, yeah that's jesus. a different type of thing entirely jesus christ um next up here disney disney illusion island coming out july 28th that game looks i said like this was also announced at the d23 thing back in december i think mm. the game looks really cool and like I'd like to actually really play that game because it looks like it gives me very much like Rayman vibes, um, mm-hmm. but man, it's exclusive to Switch and that just kind of sucks because I would like playing online multiplayer would be kind of fun, but oof. Yeah, good luck finding another person you want to play that with. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, which I agree with you, Tyler. It does look fairly good and the whole um like nods to say Rayman or like a Cuphead side of style and stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really eye catching. At the same point, though, I mean. This is not going to be one of those games that I'm that people are probably going to be really focusing on towards the middle of July. I yeah. mean, fuck, dude. I mean, like I said, July is kind of it was pretty empty right now. But I mean, it's only yeah when we're not even mid February yet. So yeah, wait till June. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, the week before that, you got Pikmin Four, but I don't know. I just god damn it. <laughs> I know, right? Damn it, they got why? Why you got to put the cool like third party stuff on your system? Um. Moving on here, we got some Fire Emblem DLC. Uh, mm-hmm. Wave two has Hector, Soren, and Camilo. What's up, girl? 
Uh, that is out today. Gables, I need you to take a lot of screenshots of her and send them to me, please. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yes, Camilla. Yeah, I remember. Okay. That from me. Wait, so okay, what was showcased inside of this this whole expansion thing for Fire Emblem Engage, we had a couple different, like, uh, a couple different characters to showcase that you get to, you get to collect inside the game and stuff. One of them being Hector from one of the other Fire Emblem games and stuff. Soren, which is a character I remember from Path of Radiance. That's the game on GameCube. Camilla is actually from Fire Emblem Fates Conquest, which that was on 3DS. Okay, are these all original characters? Like, these are all, like, characters brought these, back? These are all characters that were brought back gotcha. from okay. previous games. So they either were a part of parties or, like, they were protagonists in the original games. Okay. So you're telling me there's more places I could see Camilla at, then? Yeah. All right, cool. On 3DS. And then Fire Emblem Warriors. I'm going to have to go and I'm gonna have to, after this is over, I'm going to have to go on Google and learn how to download games um, so I can I can play this. <laughs> but what's funny about this is like you had a couple different like uh, characters. You a couple of different like familiar characters and stuff from past Fire Emblem games, like from Fates and also from Fire Emblem Awakening. You got Crom and Robin as a duo yeah, instead of that, too. I like that. That's fairly fun to know that. In regards to the story element for like the next portion of it, I actually feel like that it's just entirely crazy that Nintendo actually went and teased the a story aspect, the additional story thing for the that, that Xeno, the Xenolog, yeah, the yeah. Fell Xenolog, so soon after releasing Engage, even though now that I think about it, Engage had been finished for like a full year and stuff like that. Yeah. Apparently, I would be shocked but, if this DLC has been done for about a full year either. So just waiting to put to, it out. To quote like uh, player essence and stuff like that, it's like it's like man, I haven't even finished with the main game yet. <laughs> yeah, they're adding character like because they're Wave adding out today. Story. Yeah, Wave Two was out today. So wait a second, Wave Two's out today. The game came out like three weeks ago. Did Wave One come out? When did Wave One come out? I think it came out like during the. I thought it during like the same week that it launched. I thought maybe. This is, Jesus Christ! What, is this like Street Fighter? Was it Street Fighter Four when all the players on the disc, the DLC characters on the disc? Jesus. I have no clue, Tyler. It's pain on lock like And like we were just mentioning before, I mean, the game had been in the had already been finished for well over a year, so of yeah. course the freaking battle yeah. like this game expansion content. This game one. leaked last spring and yeah, it was said to be it had been done for over a year at that point. So this game's probably been done close to two years. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if all this DLC is just done. <laughs> like they're probably midway through development of the next Fire Emblem game. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Like, oh, like oh, we haven't put out. Like, oh. They're almost done with the next Fire Emblem games. Like, we haven't put out Wave Four for the last one, really. What are we doing? What's going on with that? But uh, yeah, there was a lot of fun, exciting stuff about Fire Emblem Engage. You know, for to look forward to. As a matter of fact, so far from what we've talked about, it's like you have three major Nintendo games with expansion passes that actually look like they're going to be potentially awesome. Say yeah. the Chronicles Three, Splatoon Three, with its whole like uh, side order like expansion and stuff and then you have fire emblem engage with a fell xeno feed but xeno phage xeno xenolog xenolog thank you i don't know why i was thinking xeno phage it's it it's, it's throwing like me off because it was yeah, xeno blade and all, everything like, yeah. like what are we doing here uh i thought like at first i thought it was like a crossover with xeno blade i was like okay that's weird but dlc we can, we can do that i can see why you think that yeah, yeah i mean it's like we got like Xenoblade, Xena, the the warrior, whatever the what, from the, like the old TNT TV show. 
from like the 80s. Uh, Warrior Princess. Warrior Princess, that's right, yeah. Um, 90s Lucy Lawless. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, yeah, not a lot of Xenos out there. Um, next up here, we had Harmony, The Fall of Reverend Near. I can't remember what the last word was. Uh, I can't read it either. Uh, but this is actually a Don't Nod game, so it instantly got my attention. They made the original mm. Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2. Um, they did like Vampire, and they've done a couple other games too. That like Twin Mirror, some game, they've been hit and miss um, outside of Life is Strange one. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the thing, it's like a narrative driven game. Look fine, like well, look good. Like I'm interested just because it's Don't Nod. I have faith in them. I'm not like a huge narrative like not a narrative in that way when there's like no actual gameplay, just like just looking looking at characters and like talking back and forth. Like that's not really my thing. Um, but uh, the fact they have Lena. Leanna, Lena Rain, I believe is her name. Uh, mm-hmm. She does the music from Celeste. Uh, right. It's coming in June. Um, I'm going to buy it just because of the fact that it's <laughs> Donut and Lena Rain together making a game. Fuck yeah. Uh, I I am all bored that. I got. I'm, I will support that woman wherever she goes. Um, so yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm interested in it for that. Uh, next up here, Octopath Traveler 2 has a demo out today. That game's coming out, I believe, February 24th. It's coming to everything, yes. but the demo is exclusive on Switch. Uh, so, and man, everything you do you carries over. I forgot to mention that too. Man, I'll tell you what, man. Octopath Traveler Two, Octopath Traveler Two actually looks like it's going to be fairly good as well. I mean, I like the fact that they brought back the option to have a playable demo for the Switch version because I know the original had that, and I know that another game that was by Square Enix kind of like had that as well. I think the most recent one was the whole bar line stuff for final fantasy theater rhythm final fantasy bar line yeah but uh presumably no for octopath traveler 2 yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing what type of improvements that uh they've worked into for this over the previous game because i think i only played the previous game for a little bit because of uh the demo from that okay um next up here gables you know i I mentioned the top gingers Amish people i hate the most um, next thing I hate more than I hate probably actually more than gingers and Amish people, uh, Katamari fans. Um, <laughs> I have an extreme hate for Katamari. Um, had an old boss, my first job that would never shut the fuck up about Katamari. She made me play it once she like at, at work one time. Um, what? I was only making okay. a minimum wage. And I felt like it, it was like, I should have like called HR. Uh, even though I was not actually working, I was, but she forced me to play Katamari for an hour. And then like we had like a demo unit for the, with the PS2 setup, and she would just like put it like put put the game in the PS2 and just let the game sit on the main screen and just play the theme over and over again for hours. Shut the fuck up, Gables. Uh, I will end this podcast. I will fly to your house and I will end it's you. It's funny, dude. It's funny. I've never played the game, but I remember the theme song going on loop. I fucking hate it with, with every fiber of my goddamn being. Oh my god! Uh, but th- that apparently we're getting like a remaster of that, but I don't I don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm, I'm I feel my blood boiling. Um, sea of Stars, Gables. Let's talk about some good shit here. Sea of Stars oh, yeah. out August 29th. Free demo out today on the Switch. So that is surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, it's I was not expecting this. I know, man. August, a long ways out, but it's gonna be fucking worth it. This game looks like it's going to be an incredible game. Freaking psyched to try out the demo. Want to see how the combat works with this. It definitely has that retro look upon it, which kind of reminds me of classic RPGs, like, say, a Chrono Trigger or a, like, Grandia or, like, those types of uh, 
classic JRPGs from back when, the Super Nintendo PS1 generations. The music is what I'm interested in hearing the most in regards to this game because I want to hear the orchestral scores and stuff from the same composer that composed Chrono Trigger and stuff and like all the other stuff going. I mean, I got a lot of high hopes for this game. Yeah. Uh, I, it's one of those games where I like looking at it. It's much like the like Octopath and like uh, Live Alive, Live Alive, Alive, Live Live Alive, yeah. whatever, whatever the fuck's called. Um, I like looking at those games. I don't necessarily like playing those games. Uh, it's Sea of Stars definitely is in that category. Um, I guess it's a free demo. Might as well fucking check it out. But uh, mm. um, I don't I don't have anything else better to do other than play Forspoken. So um, <laughs> might as well. Um, but next up here we have uh, a free to play game called Omega Strikers. It is uh, an air hockey looking game. It's like three v three online game. Um, the game is coming out later this year. Uh, but Gables, you can pre order this free to play game today. <laughs> That doesn't make any freaking sense. I know. <laughs> why Why would we be able to pre-order a free-to-play game, for God's sake? There's no money involved. Yeah, I want to know how much I'm going to pay to put a pre-order down at GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to your local GameStop like, hey, uh, make a I want to pre-order Mega Strikers. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, it just looks like, and they just go through, they look at the computer, it's like, sir, you do realize this is a free game, right? Like, I want to pre-order it. It's yeah. Like, okay. It's $5, right? Okay, uh... <laughs> Guys, like, yes, cash only, though. Uh, cash yeah. only, and all of a sudden you just see the grimace and stuff, like the little smile on his face when you walk out of the store, like, uh-huh, I just made $5. Yeah, <laughs> I'm buy a Big Mac after this, motherfucker. Um, yeah, I... Uh, it's a free... To, I'm not trying to talk shit about this game. Um, it, it looks like the game looks fun, looks good, uh, but it is a free-to-play game on the Switch. And... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. it's not something that really would tickle my fancy either. I yeah. mean, 3 for 3 stuff is fine. Competitive games are fine. But it's going to have to take something with a good hook to it in order for me to play it online. Yeah, but spe- and especially uh, on Switch. <laughs> so uh, Yeah. Maybe it's coming to other stuff, but I mean, so far all I've heard, I've seen is Switch. So, um, But hey, you know, it got to be, got to be on a direct. Got, got a, mo- a moment to shine, so. Maybe they'll give it a, a nice boost when it does come out. Uh, next up, though, we had Etrian Odyssey uh, collection coming out June 1st. Uh, it's going to have one, two, and three, but those are all sold separately. So, um, Oh, man, let me tell you something. Etrian Odyssey, one, two, and three. The original was on DS, I believe, and then the subsequent sequels of it came to the 3DS. These games are dungeon crawlers. They are fairly hardcore in regards to a lot of stuff you got to manage inside of these games. I'm fairly happy for like the Etrian audience Odyssey fan base because some of those games, especially the ones on the DS are so freaking expensive. I mean, trying to find or to rebuy some of those games, like on the older systems. I mean, yeah, it's out of the price range for some people, but uh, it's funny to me that these games are coming out because these were, a few of the games that people loved playing on the 3DS and uh, with the 3DS eShop and the, you know, 3DS and the Wii U eShops like closing down like next month, like on the 27th, I want to say, or the 29th. A lot of the games that we see showcased right here and like certain aspects and stuff that we saw that is direct are they're coming onto the Switch as a result of both of those services closing down, you know, it feels like. Because it's it's definitely that type of thing to like make people ignore. Oh, hey, let 
this is going to be closing down though. But some of those best games from these system is coming onto here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm super happy. Yeah, and like I said, it's good to like you know these games that are going to kind of be lost forever here shortly. Uh, you know, get get a chance to kind of still exist somewhere else. So. Yeah. Um, and probably to a bigger audience, uh, especially with you know getting that direct shine. Uh, next up though, game I've been looking forward to. Literally had it paid off for two and a half years now. By the time this game releases, I've had it paid off for three years now. Uh, <laughs> April twenty first, Advance Wars Reboot Camp coming mm-hmm. out. Um, no gameplay anything like that, but I mean it's Advance Wars. It's kind of one of those weird games to show off. Probably you know don't want to show off. I guess tanks blowing up shit. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I just need Russia to chill the fuck out for like the next 10 weeks <laughs> so i can just finally buy this fucking game if we can all just be cool <laughs> can everybody just agree to like calm the fuck down uh please because i need everybody be cool ukraine north korea russia china united states canada you canada you're cool i don't i don't want to throw canada in this, in this bundle um everybody calm the fuck down <laughs> i just want my goddamn advance wars <laughs> I, I'm so tired of waiting. It's been three goddamn years, Gables. Um, but it's finally happening. Um, it's gonna be like Eric Cartman, like freezing himself for the Nintendo Wii. I yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I fucking will, Gables. Uh, every time we go on this podcast, it'll just be you talking, and like my like I'll be frozen carbonite back here <laughs> on camera. Uh, and you just have like the you just like in this phase like. Yeah, <laughs> like, like on solo, only just a little bit more like distorted looking with a your Hawkeye's hat. Yeah, problem is though, like I tell Gables to like unfreeze me though. When a game comes out, he'll just forget, and then I'll just be... <laughs> I'll probably come out. And he's like, I'm like, what? It's like, what year is it? It's like it's like thirty ninety two. Uh, sun has melted the planet. I'm still here. Um, just me and the polar bears. Um, moving on. But seriously, everybody calm the fuck down. Uh, moving on, though. Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Uh, we've already known about that game coming out at the end of the month. Uh, they did, did announce this. They did accidentally leak this themselves, though, like a week or two ago. That there's like an epilogue coming uh, after you beat the game. There's some extra levels you can do. And the demo is out today. So. Yeah. If there's one recurring theme inside this direct, there's a lot of demos. Yeah. Just a lot of shit to play today. <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. Move it up. Maybe not full on games, but there's a lot of you know backlog older stuff and it feels demos. like I'm it feels like I'm playing games like 15, 20 years ago where there's like demo discs and like yeah. demo here, demo there. It's like, oh I get to play this now. Yeah. The only thing I need to do is go to Pizza Hut and like get a demo disc now. Um yeah. that PlayStation that's missing. I know, man. It's like the only thing that's missing for me is like getting a copy of Game Pro or getting a copy of EGM and they have the fucking demo discs on the damn yeah. freaking like uh stuff like you have to go you still have to go up and buy a copy of zone of the enders to to play these demos uh it's a metal gear solid 2 uh joke for people that aren't 30 oh my god that's uh, right oh yeah. able to, i remember when i when i when i when i got my ps2 my my dad's like we either we could buy a memory card or you can we can buy you zone of the enders and i was like oh i want to play zone of the Enders. i want zone of the enders and my dad's like that's weird okay never played that game but i played that demo like six thousand times so <laughs> yeah that sounds like the tyler i know yeah yeah uh i don't yeah i literally never put that disc in the fucking playstation i just played the fuck out of that that uh i think we ended up like trading it in immediately and i just kept the demo disc um <laughs> but uh yeah 
Oh, that's I funny. Probably played Save more the hours of Metal Gear Solid demo. <laughs> yeah, I probably played more hours of Metal Gear Solid Two, the demo disc, than any other game combined. Um, oh god. Yeah. Moving on though, uh, Game Boy games. Kind of. This is when the direct got good. Uh, mm-hmm. Game Boy games. Uh, we got uh, was announced coming to the just the Nintendo Online uh, system. Uh, we got Mario Land Two, Tetris, Link's Awakening, Gargoyles Quest, everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game and Watch Gallery Three. Uh, everybody's other favorite, Alone in the Dark, uh, Metroid <laughs> 2, <laughs> Warrior Land 3, and Kirby's Dream Land all out today. They did also say that Zelda Oracle Seasons and Ages, Pokemon Train Card Game, the game I've been... the fuck was that? Sorry. Uh, a lot of banging upstairs. Uh, scared the shit out of me. Uh, Pokemon Train Card Game, the game I've been asking for uh, for ever now uh, so I can actually legally play that game. And Kirby, Tilt, and Tumble are all coming later. Um, also, they announced GBA games coming to uh, to the Nintendo Expansion Pack. Those uh, include Minish Cap, Zelda Minish Cap, uh, Super Mario Brothers 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> yep. Stupidest thing they yeah. ever did. Uh, it's because Super Mario Advance launched and it was just Mario 2. What? Yeah, yeah. When uh, the Game Boy Advance first launched, one of the first Mario games released back in 2001 was Super Mario Advance, which was basically a redone version of Super Mario Brothers 2. I didn't realize they started at 2. Yes, they so did. So what was Super Mario Advance 2? Super Mario Advance 2 was Super Mario World. And then the third one was Yoshi's Island, and then the fourth one was Super Mario Brothers 3. I know. I know. So that was the confusion that I had as a kid, that as a teenager growing up too. So Gables, you're telling me Super Mario Advance Five was Super Mario World? Oh no, not Five. <laughs> Super Mario World was Super Mario Advance Two. <laughs> okay, so Two was one, World was two, Three was mm-hmm. four, Yoshi's Island mm-hmm. was three. There, what was the was the original Mario Brothers on this game the goddamn thing or no? No, no, no. No, the original Mario Brothers was not remade in any sense with uh, with the Game Boy Advance like uh, graphics or anything like that. Okay, so uh, whatever. All right, the, the, all right. God damn it, this fucking company. Uh, I hate <laughs> them so fucking much. Uh, <laughs> next up, WarioWare Inc. Uh, game of the Year contender, Curry Curry Curian. Uh, never before released here in the United States. Uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit, uh, the worst Mario Kart game, and Mario Luigi Superstar <laughs> Saga are out today. Coming soon, though, they didn't announce Metroid Fusion, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, Fire Emblem, F-Zero, Golden Sun, all coming later. Oh, my gosh, dude. This was a lot to unpack, though. I When I was at work going through, like, uh, doing price tags and stuff, and all of a sudden I see game, but, like, like <gasps> I had to literally keep myself from freaking trying to scream. Like, oh, it's like it's that moment and stuff where you're like in the you're like in a workplace of people. All of a sudden, you you see something that just makes you very excited or something like that. You just have to hold it like, Hup. yeah. <laughs> so you, you got a fart when you're in public. I did that twice throughout this direct. One was with like, uh, one was with the Game Boy stuff, and then the other one was when the Game Boy Advance stuff. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like fuck yeah. I know. I the had store. to literally. I literally had to keep myself from saying stuff like that when my boss is on the phone. Like stuff like that. 
<laughs> oh man yeah oh my gosh that wasn't intended but anyway <laughs> when when it came to the selection of the game boy and game boy color games i thought it was incredibly hilarious that uh they started off like not just with mario 2 though but the selection of the games are really funny like game and watch 3 and then the most hilarious one and the most odd thing that made everybody else go what the fuck was alone in the dark i mean a lot of the dark is one of the worst game boy games yeah i the, <laughs> i wonder if like konami paid them to put it on the surface that could I, have been the case yeah I, I i it's the only other thing that makes sense to me um then yeah, I, I i got really excited then immediately started losing all hope and humanity when they got to the back-to-back of um what was it um Mario, oh no i'm um, sorry i lost it they have back-to-back... Where's Game Boy Advance? Oh, up here. It was the back-to-back was like a... It was, it was Game Gargoyles like Quest, Game & Watch Gallery 3, and Alone in the Dark. I'm like... Gargoyles Quest is supposed to be a pretty good, excellent game, honestly. It's the sequel to the... Sure it was 30 years ago. Gargoyles Quest 2 was like the sequel to the original one, which was on NES. But uh, what's hilarious is both of those were late releases for their respected systems, like Gargoyles Quest for the NES and then the sequel for the Game Boy... And this is like during around the time of like uh, the Super Nintendo game with Demon's Crest. So mm. all those games are interconnected between to each other with uh, Firebrand. That's the name of the character, the gargoyle. Okay. He's one of the bosses you face in the original like uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. But uh, in regards to the Game Boy Advance stuff, I mean, oh man, the Game Boy Advance stuff actually kind of hit it pretty good because you got Mario Kart, you got Zelda, you got freaking Super Mario Bros. 3. <laughs> Super Mario Advance 4. And like all the E. You're just like, like, like punching me in the stuff. kidney with that one, Gables. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, that's pretty hilarious in and of itself. So it's like. So it's like when it comes to. Uh, to that Mario. That version of Mario Bros. 3. It's that one is considered by a plenty of people to be the de facto version of that game. Only because it includes every single level that was put out by like the e-reader cards yep. from back then you literally had to buy and this is something that some of you guys had to keep in mind listening in or watching in back in the day around towards like the middle of the 2000s nintendo had you purchase an individual device to scan cards in order to add levels to a mario game that was something that happened the e-reader was supposed to be a device to where it was a they were trying to spin it off as its own thing. It was an accessory to where you could use different types of like cards and stuff, like different types of power-ups for like say with Mario games. You could actually play certain arcade games with these scannable cards like Donkey Kong and like Donkey Kong Jr. and that stuff. It's kind of fascinating to look back in retrospect and so people that are interested Definitely look at a couple of YouTube videos on it. I mean, it's it's fairly cool in yeah. terms of what they went through. And fun fact, some of the rarest e-reader cards have to do with Pokemon-related stuff, and especially the Eon ticket. Pick up Latios and Latios. I still have that thing unwrapped still somewhere. I, I, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, – fun fact, Gables, uh, I was one of, like, the six people in the world that bought the e-reader. Um I remember I actually had enough. Uh, I traded a bunch of games in. I had enough money to buy a used PS2, uh, uh-huh. but instead I decided to buy an e-reader and all the cards, a couple of the games too. Uh, and I came home, and my dad was so upset I started crying 
because <laughs> I bought an e-reader instead of a PS2. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Your dad got upset with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So it was a, uh, it was a very upsetting day. And then also when I played the e-reader, and I'm like, it was, it was, it was, it was like, a, it was also a double kick, in the nuts. Uh, between, <laughs> I could have had a PS2, but I bought the stupid fucking e-reader instead. Oh my gosh! I think what's really interesting about this whole Game Boy Advance selection, there's six games to start off with, right? One of which I could guarantee that probably a lot of people have never played. It's called Kuru Kuru Kururin. That one is like that a was bar. Hot. Can you do it again? <laughs> it's basically sort of like a freaking uh, bird. You like Kuru Kuru Kururin. You know, oh, I like it's... when you roll the R's. <laughs> That's exactly what it's supposed to sound like too when you read it off oh, too. It's it's hilarious. I can't, the, I can't roll my goddamn R's. Give me alone. Well, hell, the only reason why I could do that is uh, as a kid, I used to like kind of like mock like, uh, no, I used to kind of mock the sound of like freaking birds and crows and stuff. So it's like, go, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, that game looks fairly interesting, like, because uh, you have to move the whole bar and stuff and keep it from touching the certain sides of the courses and stuff. But I'm most looking forward to the games that are going to be released in the Game Boy Advance portion of it, because you got Metroid Fusion, you got freaking, you got uh, Fire Emblem, you got Fire, no, yeah, yeah, Fire Emblem, F-Zero, Golden Sun. I mean, for God's sake, that is a solid lineup of Game Boy Advance stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man, I can't. I'm, I'm excited. Golden Sun was like one of my favorite RPG, JRPGs growing up back in the day, so I would definitely be excited to uh, mm-hmm. give that a shot. I guess I don't. Have, I don't. I mean, that's all. That Game Boy Advance. I don't have. God damn, I'm gonna buy the fucking expansion pack. I will say, I've been. I've been giving them props. I've been saying they've been, it's becoming a better and better deal. I ragged on a lot when they first initially launched it, but they've been doing a good job adding cool little things to it. It's not exactly the best deal in gaming yet. Which Gables? What's the best deal in gaming? Oh, that's Xbox Game Pass. You're goddamn right. Um, Justin's favorite service in the whole world, whole wide world, Game Pass. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, it's a solid lineup. You know, Mario, Mario, Luigi, Superstar Saga. It's like a lot of people's favorite. Um, Mario. Luigi oh yeah, game. that's that's awesome too. Yeah. I mean, um, like oh I said, my god. Though, it kind of devalues it when you put Mario Kart Super Circuit in there, though. I mean, um, at worst, it's bottom two up there with uh, <laughs> um, Mario Kart Seven on 3DS. Uh, but Gables, no, it isn't bottom two. Metro what? Prime, Metro Prime Remaster, Gables, uh, mm-hmm. it is out today, um, and also yes. physically, uh, you can get it February twenty second. Forty dollars, shockingly, I, I thought for sure they would charge full price, sixty bucks for this thing. So cool, it looks like it's actually really well made. Um, like I said, it's out today, forty dollars. Uh, I, I, you know, back then, I wasn't huge into, uh, you know, first person shooter games, but back then, mm-hmm. first person shooter games didn't really work very well on consoles. Uh, no. So I'm excited to like I, I actually I went ahead and bought it, uh, and I am excited to uh, give it a, a fair shot. You know I don't have anything else better going on other than um, Gables. I don't know about you. I'm looking at this forespoken here. I'm starting to think maybe you're fucked. <laughs> uh, so um, <laughs> I don't know. If I'm... <laughs> I love how he just tosses the you just cause toss the case out of there. It's like where did it go now? <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Me, break it. Nope. Okay. Cool. Uh, I chucked that thing like three times now on on, on content. <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah i don't know i'm, I'm excited to play it. it looks i mean it looks gorgeous so also helps that absolutely uh, game uh you know games like that actually um manage to like they age pretty well you know nintendo games do so what were your thoughts on this one 
my thoughts on this one was like a lot of surprise. I mean, for one, they actually went through and announced it first and foremost. Second was how great it looks. I mean, it is definitely looking like a modern game. It looks like a modern game. It they actually have a control scheme mm-hmm. of like a freaking modern game with the dual sticks. It, I mean, for God's sake, no more C stick to try to move the freaking visors and stuff like that. Cause that's yeah. what you did back in the day. You want to know how you move Samus Aaron's like freaking like hand cannon. You had to hold the R button in order to try to oh. end with the analog stick in order to try to aim certain things. So that, uh, <laughs> this, this podcast talk between the super Mario advance four and you just pointing that out is giving me Crohn's. Uh, <laughs> this, this, <laughs> this is painful. That's what Nintendo fans had to put up with back in the day before modern first-person shooters got streamlined by yeah. fucking Gears of War. <laughs> uh, well, Halo. Halo. Halo uh, and Gears of War. Yeah. Let's just be perfectly honest. Those two interconnected yeah. with each other. Yeah. The Xbox but, is great, just uh, like Game Pass. <laughs> uh. Oh, boy. But let me tell you something, though. I really love the fact that I actually thought this was going to be a full $60 release. Like a full $60 release. It's $40. Mm. It looks awesome. It looks like they put a lot of good time and effort into this and not like a uh, just just ported certain aspects of it and just do, do barely shit with it. Yeah. You know, It's actually much more intricate than that. And quite honestly, I'm fairly interested in trying it. Yeah. I mean, God, this could be the definitive version of freaking Metroid Prime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's, what's interesting, though, it looks like it's the Wii one they they uprise which I guess makes sense because that game was already uprised because uh, they do have like the pointer stuff you can use the the nun uh, the what the fuck are the thing is called Joy Cons Jun- yeah Jun- Joy Cons is that what they're called Nun- oh yeah. for the Switch version yeah, yeah you're using the Joy Cons yeah, and stuff yeah. like that to yeah, yeah. That stuff, but yeah. they basically yeah you know, yeah they have the Wii Motion stuff from the from the uh, the shitty Wii so um but uh, yeah I'm excited to play it I'm excited to check it out uh yeah like I said uh, if you want to get the physical version that's also forty bucks. Uh, it's coming out uh, the 22nd. So next up here, though, we had uh, form, uh, Ding, Rampa people are making mm-hmm. a game called Rain Code. It's coming out June 30th. We've known about this. They announced at the last direct. Not not a, not a me game, but it looks looks like Ding Rampa. Just it doesn't have the name in, in the title. So I know you're the Ding Rampa. I'm guy, pretty though. much I'm pretty much waiting for reviews in this game because quite honestly, after what I had witnessed leading up to that point, it's like I did not really care much at all when this game was showcase to me again i mean it was cool when uh, we saw the reveal trailer for like uh, this game but at the same point it's definitely like i said before in the past couple of games throughout this direct it's like it's gonna be one of those wait and see sort of games or wait yeah. for a sale yeah and yeah june kind of a kind of rough time to put a game out so uh street fighter 6 mm-hmm. uh diablo street fighter 4, 6 final Fantasy 16 it's a rough month (laughs) i'm fucking laughing because now my it's like fucking street fighter 6 to start off and then final fantasy 16 in the the middle of the month (laughs) polar opposites yeah uh yeah uh tough uh tough floating on that one uh but it does just barely meet the uh first half of the year uh, threshold there uh just barely uh next up here uh Biton, 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 Biton. Baton Kytos. But whatever. Yeah, one and two remasters coming in the summer. Um, I remember like seeing the, the co- like the cover of this game all the time where I used to work at a, a video game store way back in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never knew what the fuck this game was. The, 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 the gameplay we got of this at the Direct is the first time I've actually ever seen like actual screenshots or gameplay of this fucking game. Uh, so, uh, okay. That, that's so like, I could that's... say... A... I could say a little bit about Baton Kaitos. I played a little bit of it uh, back in the day, 
Ben Kaito's Origins, the uh, prequel to the original release and stuff I played a little bit of, it's more or less sort of like uh, an RPG where you have like a card-based sort of combat thing to where you use specific cards you draw from your deck in order to power up your team or like to use like recovery stuff. Or It's a little bit more intricate, and from what they showed inside the Direct, it looks like they have mainlined fixed a couple different issues that the original releases have had. It looks fairly good, honestly. It definitely was one of those underrated classics back on the GameCube because the original release came out, it came out to sort of like middling reviews back around 2003 or something like that from like game, from like uh, game publishers and other type of major gaming websites from back then. Mm. But it pretty much got like a cult classic sort of status and stuff. And then it's later release in 2005, that was kind of, kind of thought as like, okay, this is a better game than the original but it was also one of those ones that uh, it was close to the end of the GameCube's life cycle, where not a lot of people were really into the later years of the GameCube before the Wii, because you had games like, say, like, Chibi Robo and, like, this and that, you know, like, just those t- those Twilight years of the GameCube before, ironically enough, Twilight Princess ended up coming. I totally <laughs> forgot about Chibi Robo. Last... Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was one of those games where, <sighs> when that was announced and stuff, people... We're kind of like, okay, what what is this? This is entirely different. It's like a new IP from Nintendo, but it's like it never really caught on. <laughs> That's one of those games where, like, I remember that the Rare Case from Nintendo Power gave it, like, a Nintendo game a 7 out of 10 or something like that. It was like, yeah. oh. That's bad. It's like when Nintendo Power is giving it a, a middling review, that that game might not be. Good. I remember that too because I read those issues back then. Yeah. But uh, going back to Bat and Kaitos here. I'm very happy that this game is coming out, especially the collection things. They just decided to have it bundled one into love the idea that we're going to be getting it inside the summer. I mean, that's definitely a good plus. Plus a lot of the fans that were waiting upon something like this to happen over the past 20 years. I mean, I'm more happier for them because now they get to experience it on the switch. Now they can experience that on top of all this other stuff that was announced previously. <laughs> And it just feels like a it just feels like this whole direct was all over the place to start off with and then getting close towards the last ten to fifteen minutes, it started to aim more towards the more in-depth hardcore Nintendo fan that has been around for the past for like literally since like the over twenty years. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. Um moving on though. Fantasy Life I the girl who steals time. Um, not a, uh, shockingly, not a Square Enix game based off that title. Uh, no. Coming in 2023. Uh, this game terrifies me. It looks like a Animal Crossing style JRPG. Like RPG yeah, game? it's a JRPG oh. with certain farming mechanics with it. There was a game release one in there, those on the 3DS. Yeah, Fantasy Life was a pretty good game on the 3DS when that came out. Never tried it. Didn't have too much interest in it. But it's interesting to see that another game in the series is actually coming out on the Switch. Yeah. 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 I'm just morally against that game. Just looking <laughs> at it. And also the title. Fantasy Life I Get the fuck out of here. Who the fuck do you think you are? Some, <laughs> these people got something to prove, and I don't like it. I don't trust them. I think the Amish made this game. Uh, next up. <laughs> uh, the Amish made a fantasy farming game. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's all they know. That's all they know. Fantasy and farming. They had to use rocks and sticks in order to power on to make the game. <laughs> uh, I've seen some. Some of them got four wheelers. Okay. They, they, have, they have shit. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on though, before I offend any uh, Amish people in this podcast. 
I'm kidding. They no. had to use the telegram in yeah. order to power on yeah. their workstations. Yeah. When, when they when they progress enough that they get internet in 2077, they'll finally be like, ooh, that motherfucker. Oh. I'll be long dead by then, hopefully. Oh. Uh, next up, Profe- I'm sorry. I'm just ragging on Amish people for no reason. I'll start making fun of ginger people next, sorry. Um, or I'll go back to make fun of Katamari people. Um, oh. Oh. Next up, Professor Layton, New World of Steam. Uh, apparently not a SteamWorld dig uh, mashup, though. Disappointing, though. Uh, just no release window, no nothing. Just hey, Professor Layton's back. First Professor Layton game we've had since 2014. I didn't realize. Yeah, it's been, that, been long. that long. Yeah, that's nuts. That game was like Last... they got like eight games in like ten years, and it just went away. That's the thing about it. I mean, the original Professor Layton series, they had like three games in the DS. They had, I think, it was like about also three games in the 3DS, something or like something that. Something like that. Nuts. Yeah. 2014, like you just said, that was the last time we actually heard of Professor Layton in that regards. And then there's that crossover game that they had with Phoenix Wright. That's right. Okay, I forgot about that one. But okay. uh, as regards to like a full on game and stuff like that, no, we haven't had like a traditional Professor Layton game in quite some time. As a matter of fact, when this announcement came through and stuff, it pretty much kind of signified to me that, hey, Level 5's back. They yeah. have all these different games, I mean, all these different t- things. I mean, there's some hit or miss. I mean, I got to admit, yeah. What was the other but... game they had in here, Gables? That uh, fashion game. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's not give them too much props yet, okay? <laughs> fashion dreams? Come on. Uh, no, but maybe that they game's are paying on the, the right bills track. for this game. I don't know. <laughs> they are on the right track, though, when it comes to bringing back Professor Layton and all his other stuff. Yeah. They should bring back Rogue, uh, Rogue Legacy. How about that? Those fucks. Um, that was a level five game, wasn't it? No. Rogue Legacy? Rogue Legacy? I'm pretty sure. Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Oh, not Legacy. God, dude, what's the... <laughs> what's that What's that PS2 JRPG game where you're in, you're in a boat in space? Rogue... Rogue Galaxy. You're Galaxy! That's what it was. I yeah, that was, that was a level five game. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm gonna look this up. We're 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 shutting the pocket. That level five made it in Japan Studios. Oh it's really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's like that's why I know them so well. Um, that's a game that needs to come on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's like you guess play on PS4. Um, yeah, that's true too. Uh, but I need a remake. Uh, next up though, Wave Four of Mario Kart is coming. Uh, they added a brand new track. It seems like Yoshi's Island, and also mm-hmm. Birdo as a playable character, and that's coming this spring. No other details besides that. But I've been enjoying these uh, these these Mario Kart um, you know editions. So mm-hmm. you know, I've been. It's kind of I kind of like the way it's breaking up, getting like eight tracks at a time. Um, you know, I think we're supposed to get there's six waves. We're supposed to get the last of them before the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I'm I've been it's been it's been fun to go back for like. I, I go back for maybe like an hour or two every time that one's come out and I like to like just right. do the 50cc and then 100cc of them. Uh, but yeah, it's just kind of fun to, you know, what, nine years later have a, a reason to go back and continue to play this goddamn game. So Exactly the point, dude. I mean, I actually kind of like that they did like Yoshi's Island for their course they unveiled and stuff because it looks pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't, it, yeah, so from what we've seen of it, it looks like a, looks like a, a nice uh, addition here. So, uh, but Moving on to the, the one last thing. Okay. Ended on a banger. Tears of the Kingdom trailer. Um, mm-hmm. Out May 12th. A lot of people were, like, concerned about a delay. Um, <laughs> I might, you know, I think we all were. In a way, we all were. It's 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 a Zelda game. Uh, a Zelda game isn't a Zelda game until it's been delayed at least three times. Um, yeah, that's true. I guess we probably are. Like, the, this has to be, like, the third delay. Because it was a 2021, then a 2022, mm-hmm. now it's a 2020. Yeah, this is the third delay. So, I guess we're on track. Um, but, uh... 
got a trailer for that one. We got some more details. We got some story stuff on that one. But we also got a new Amiibo announced, which I already mm-hmm. fucking pre-ordered. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm sorry for that one. Any reason to buy an Amiibo at this point for my sick disease. Um, but I, when we get this trailer, I don't. it's not on par to the uh, the launch trailer uh, one we had for Breath of the Wild when they actually revealed the release date in January oh, 2017. That... Uh, whenever, top. whenever I'm like, sh- like having a bad mental health day, I just put that podcast or podcast talk that trailer on, and I just watch it, and it's just immediate chills. Like it, it's it is life. It will bring you back from the abyss. That trailer is so fucking good. The music is top notch. It's only it's only too bad that game wasn't very good. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad it was oh, the seventh no. best game of 2017. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I can't, I can't mostly. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> but I'm actually really pumped for this game. I think that looks fantastic. Uh, I'm curious. Like, I've been seeing some of the stuff out there about like people. I like, got their theories. Uh, my theory is is that I think that you uh, are working. You talk about Zelda at, says that we need your help. Um, I think she's talking to Ganon. I think you're going down the fight, Ganon. There's a bigger evil out there, Gables. There's something bigger mm. than Ganon. And you have to, because uh, they show in the initial teacher trailer when they announce it's in development, they go down mm. on the ground and they find like Ganon's corpse, Ganondorf's corpse or whatever. Uh, I think, and that's where that's where the arm comes into play with him having like the weird arm thing. I think he has to team up with Ganondorf and he gets Ganondorf's power to help him in this game. I understand what you're saying and stuff. And there's definitely a lot of questions that need to be answered, like from that last previous trailer. What's interesting of note, though, is like uh, that that dude that literally kind of sounded what we're thinking is Ganon and stuff like that. It sounded like Matt Mercer. Almost. That's what people were saying. Yeah. What is, what is he from? Matt Mercer. Oh, God. Ah, I hit the wrong button. Why, why the print, I don't have a printer. Why did the printer button come up here? My fat finger. Oh, button. my gosh. What yeah. But uh, I know the name sounds familiar. I just can't not place. Oh, this fuck. But... Okay. I, I reckon he. Uh... Oh god, he's an anime guy. Okay, yeah, all right. I hate this guy now. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, he voices so Hit the... in Dragon Ball. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's why I remember him. Monster Hunter or Monster Hunter? Jesus Christ, Monsters University, bunch of Resident Evil games or movies. Um, okay. But uh, to go back from to uh, Tears of the Kingdom here, there was a lot of different type of things that were shown. I mean, granted, there was more of the things that we saw from the original Breath of the Wild and stuff in terms of what looked like similar gameplay aspects of it. I mean, that's to be expected, but uh, there was different enemy types that we did see. There was this huge, like, bird-like creature or something that was attacking Link and stuff, and he had to go forth and try to shoot it down and stuff. Then there was, like... There was different aspects to what looked like you got to create specific, like, uh, devices or something like that, or... No, ride different devices. It looks like Link was literally on like an eight, not like an ATV, but it looked like it was on a freaking cart going down. Yeah, I like people field. were saying like nuts and bolts, like banjo. And, that's exactly because that's what some of these creations kind of reminded people, like going into like the the cart creator and stuff like that. Create just like these weird anomalies and stuff like that. And banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts, the 360 game. <laughs> but uh, what's really cool, there was like this big old hovercraft that he was on top of, and it literally looked like something out of like a futuristic sort of Zelda game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the tail thing at the end and stuff to where the last thing they show you is like you have Link. 
Lily diving towards Zelda to try to like to try to save her and stuff like that. And when Zelda says, "Hey, it's like, like let him borrow your power, or like please let him borrow," like I don't know if that was Ganon that she was saying about it, but I think it could be something entirely different because yeah. let's think about it this way: it's like Ganon, Ganon or Ganondorf has been the central point of being like the major evil in Legend of Zelda series for ever since the beginning in some way, shape, or form. In regards to that, there is other types of, there are other types of entities that are prevalent in the Zelda kingdom to where that could be like one of them. There was a couple theory videos I was looking at in regards to on YouTube and stuff. And one of them actually had to result had to go back to like uh, one of the first trailers that we did go through and see. There was this figure, this tall figure that uh, you have all have all those little what like Magatamas and stuff around him and stuff like that. Apparently, this figure was uh, inside the. It was not only inside the first trailer. I'm trying to piece together what I'm trying to say here. Not the but, first teaser trailer, but the, the, the first like actual like gameplay trailer, yes, you mean? The okay. first actual gameplay trailer is what I was referring to. You see him once in the carvings and stuff, and towards the end of it, you see him parallel to what looks like a smaller figure, which kind of looks like Zelda. Okay. And I'm thinking it's one of these ancients and stuff that's responsible for the whole realm of like you know how the timeline stuff like that for the Legend of Zelda stuff was put out like years ago. Yeah, they didn't they totally the for the very next game they totally destroyed the whole timeline. Yeah, exactly the point. <laughs> They're thinking there are people that are speculating that this could be a signification of it being the end of the timeline for Legend of Zelda. You know, because you know, Tears of the Kingdom and stuff, some majorly going through, but even in this in like the symbol in regards to the whole font and stuff like that, you have this specific type of being or something or something that's going along that kind of adds more credence to like uh, to oh god to like some just just something preluding to something bigger. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. But I don't think it's Ganon personally. That's just. I think it's just some other type of entity or something that Zelda either knows or probably have in close contact with over the years and stuff like that before it Link awakened. Gotcha. Sort of speak. Okay. Before the events of Breath of the Wild. I do want to go. I want. I, I do want to find if someone because like at the end they do like the because like the music from the one of the first trailers was yeah. a song from the from Breath of the Wild played backwards. Exactly, and then there was like at the end of the trailer, the same thing at the end of this trailer, yeah. that, which sounded like something was played backwards, and I could have sworn it sounded like Zelda's lullaby. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I haven't looked up to see what that was yet. I'm sure someone's, I'm sure someone by now has uh, figured it out, but I, I would definitely have to go back and check that out. But uh... they put Nintendo put so many different types of like things inside of this trailer, so many action stuff, but there are plenty of things hidden inside there, and that's one of them. Yeah. The whole reversal of the tracks and also Zelda's last comment to what we're believing could be like some other type of like entity and stuff that we've not even met yet in order to help Link out. And that's part of how he gets his ability because it literally looks like to me when he has his like uh, that arm ability or whatsoever, it looks like something ancient, like something incredibly yeah. ancient. It looks like Ganondorf. You know, it could possibly be, you know, I mean, that's not something that, uh, that's not something really that we can yeah. dismiss. 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've watched Halo a few times, so, I mean, obviously, that's just kind of my initial. That's kind of, I don't know. I like the idea of just, like, finally, like, let's get a, let's get a Ganondorf like, team up. And then Ganondorf probably eventually will turn on Zelda. And things. But, I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, obviously, um, there's people out there that know the lore a lot better than I do. That's kind of my initial. When I initially right. watched it, I, I, yeah, once, a, once I get done, I'm probably going to go ahead and watch some theory videos and stuff and kind of. Exactly. I want to know what that song, that last little tidbit that played before the end of that trailer, because yeah. we like you both, you and I both know this is backwards. This sounds backwards for some reason. Yeah. It just doesn't sound right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely uh, excited to check that out. But uh, yeah, I, I think the trailer looks really good. I, I'm wondering, you know, like um, we haven't got like that big blowout yet for uh, no. for, the, for a Zelda game. I mean, maybe I, I wonder, like, I think at this point, though, they probably know. The game is big enough at this point. They really don't have to show us anything. Um, they don't, but they're probably going to tell us more about it, like maybe a month away from the game yeah. or like a few weeks from the game. Yeah, um, I'm curious because we haven't got like that full blown like you know like talk about like Breath Breath of the Wild a couple years before that came out. We had like that like a whole E3 where they just streamed the game for like six hours. Um, yeah, they did, and that yeah. was amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't think obviously we're, we're not going to have an E3 to have that event, but uh, I'm curious because I'd like to see like some uncut gameplay of this thing um, to kind of see how's this game running, you know. Uh, and but That's I mean obviously they, they feel very confident about this game because it's the first time ever they're charging seventy dollars for a video game. Uh, Absolutely. So we had uh, um, like that we were kind of talking about last night, uh, like that kind of went on the eShop page and like a couple other stores had it up and then they took like have, like retail stores had it for sixty bucks and then immediately took it down. Uh, and then the eShop took it down their seventy dollar thing, but they like left the, the 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 game on the store page, but you couldn't pre-order it anymore. Uh, and then once the game uh, was officially announced, the trailer came out, was announced, went back up seventy bucks. Uh, everybody was charging uh, seventy dollars on like retail stores. So uh, I guess GameStop for a little bit was online was charging sixty dollars, uh, and a bunch of people were like pre-ordering it, and they eventually took it down and put it back up for seventy. Uh, I've had the game pre-ordered for a while now at uh, GameStop. Uh, paid it off for 60 bucks i wonder if i'm going to pay a, a difference i'm going to hold that hope that i get that ten dollars you know, <laughs> just let me keep that 10 bucks you get enough money money for me sons of bitches um but uh yeah i don't know um it's the thing i've been saying for a long time uh you know i said this when playstation announced they're increasing the prices uh so many bucks um prices go up games have gone up 20 dollars now in 25 years uh, that's pretty good for us. Um, you know, I mean, I would say it's a little harder. To, it's a harder, like, obviously I don't like paying more, uh, but same thing with like when the, you know, the, when the switch, I, I jumped up to 350 with the OLED PS5 went up to 550 in other countries. Um, right. even the uh, Microsoft has announced they raised the prices in a couple of countries as well. Um, you know, they're going to charge it cause they know you can get away with it. Um, uh, I will say it's a harder pill to swallow because like, at least when like, when prices went up to sixty dollars, we were getting like that was the three the beginning of the three sixty PS3 era when we were getting like HD yeah. games. Uh, and then we're getting like when the games went up to seventy bucks, we were like, you know, PlayStation. We're now we're like four K is a standard, and it's a PS5. And then like Xbox waited until like Starfield's gonna be their first seventy dollar game. I believe Resident Evil Four is uh, Capcom's first seventy dollar game. Um, I mean Ubisoft with another big hitter, Skull and Bones is gonna be their first seventy dollar game. Um, equally as big as Tears of the Kingdom. Um, but uh, that's a joke, Gables. Uh, <laughs> you look very concerned when I said that. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, Pikmin Four is only gonna be sixty bucks, so 
Uh, I mean, yeah, price come. It's like I said, it's it's a little harder pill to swallow because it, we're at the end of this generation, and I would say this direct very clearly shows we're at the end of that generation because we're getting. If you look at like, I mean, there's some cool shit in here announced. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm excited to play Metroid Prime Remaster and like the Game Boy stuff being being added. Finally, being able to play trading card game, but figures they do it at yep. the end of the goddamn generation. It's like when they put out Pokemon Snap on the Wii U after the Switch is already out. It's fucks. Yep. Um, but um, yeah, like I said, it's a hard pill to swallow because like their games have just been getting progressively and progressively war not progress progressively, but worse and worse as like the running as this generation has gone on. And like even Breath of the Wild, the launch game didn't run super duper well at launch. Uh, we just came off of I know it's not a, Nintendo doesn't own Pokemon Company, but you know those two are very much tied. Uh, after coming off of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, all that, um, and then like just you know playing just playing any games Kirby, uh, Mario plus Rabbids, those games are not not run like still good like the games are still good, but like they are becoming worse and worse to play on these platforms. Uh, so I would say on that end, um, that's the hard part to swallow uh, about the, about the price increases. Like, but it's like. I guess it helps that like it does, but it's one of those things where it's like it's fucking Tears of the Kingdom. Um, it's not gonna be maybe their biggest game ever based off sales, but it'll right. It's gonna be one of their biggest games ever based off of just reaction, uh, success. Uh, it's gonna be game of the year contender most likely. Um, it's probably gonna be game of the year at Game Awards. Um, yeah, I don't know, but uh, it's whatever. I mean, I'm gonna pay. We're, I'm gonna pay. We're all gonna pay it. I've been on that board for a long time. It's like yeah, we can complain about it. I told you yesterday, if base God of War Ragnarok came out and it was a hundred dollars, would I have bitched? Yeah. Would I have paid for it? Yeah. So, uh, I do. I do enjoy the uh, people that I've seen a lot of people online that were bitching and talking shit about PlayStation, all these other companies charging for seventy dollars for the last two years. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. now defending the seventy dollars price point, I have enjoyed the, the, <laughs> the uh, th- that. Um, but um, oh yeah. my gosh, what it just your... tells you. Okay, what I was basically going to say is that, uh, yeah, it sucks that uh, Tears of the Kingdom is going to be the first Switch game that it's going to be $70 at launch and stuff. But when I look at it, it's like, it's definitely worth it from what I initially yeah. have seen and stuff. It's basically going to come down to people voting with their wallet based on game by game. You know, it's like, I have already spent $70 once this year in regards to getting Dead Space remastered and stuff, and that was worthwhile. I spent $70 plus last year for God of War Ragnarok because I thought that was worthwhile and stuff. But yeah, you know, it's like... I spent $70 on Forspoken. Yeah. Yeah, and you thought it was worthwhile. I don't know about that yet. <laughs> we weren't really in. <laughs> Holy but, shit. What? The Nets just traded Kevin Durant to the Suns. Oh, holy crap. Well, that's a little bit of sports yeah. data right there for you. Yeah. Kevin Durant to the yeah, Suns. Oh, my phone just now. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Well, anyway, when it comes to the price point for $70 being like a standard now for like a new releases and stuff, I mean, I'm not too surprised by it now, but only because that, hey, you know what, the cost of gaming and stuff in general, I mean, it's weird seeing a game company increase their prices in regards to their, not only their systems in certain territories, but also their games in and of itself. But at the same point, at the same point, as a consumer, you got to look at say, hey, you got to really nail down which games you really want to play in this yeah. case and scenario. And if you can't really afford to get like one or two games like a month or something like some of us can, I mean, hey, that's 
that's respectable. Just go and just buy the ones that you really feel 100% that you're going to play through and play. Yeah, like Forspoken. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. But uh, anyway, yeah, man, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said. I mean, it's the same thing I said when they initially announced the the PlayStation announced the the price jump. It's like, yeah, it's just like, you got to be a little bit smarter about what you buy and um, definitely, I would say in the last, uh, you know, the last couple of years, um, especially as you get older and, uh, you know, you become a more of an adult, um, yeah, you gotta be a little smarter about what you buy. Um, says the guy that just bought Forspoken for at full price. Um, but, um, typically I like to be a lot smarter when I buy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it will become like, um, I figured I knew the $70 price point was only a matter of time, but I figured they'd wait till mm-hmm. the next console. And it's kind of shocking going yeah, we're we are in year seven of the switch uh, by that point in May. So, um, yeah. But I mean, whatever. It's it's gonna be one of the, probably one of the greatest games of all time. So, I mean, mm. at worst, you know what? Even if it's not one of the greatest games of all time, it's a sequel to one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, so, that's gonna sell. And you think about it, what for every million they sell, that's an extra ten million dollars in the bank account for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So that game's, I mean, that game's probably gonna sell fifteen, Absolutely. twenty million. Think about that. Uh, so, yeah, you're talking that's a couple hundred million dollars in the bank account. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, whatever. But I, overall, I would say I thought the first, like, 30 minutes of that direct were pretty bad. Not bad, but not great. Um, I was like, it, it was better than the farming simulator one we had last June. Um, it mm-hmm. was, I would say, on par with the one we had last September. That last September one was awful. and But then we had the Tears of the Kingdom trailer, and that, that saved it. I think when we think about that last one, all we think about is Tears of the Kingdom because like there was nothing else. And then, yep. uh, I mean, Shigeru Miyamoto spent more time talking about Pikmin Bloom than Pikmin 4 and that thing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like I would say it's definitely one of the better ones we've had in a while. Uh, but because that, especially because that, that last like 10, 12 minutes. Once we got to like we got like Game Boy, then we had Metroid, and then we're like, well, yeah, with Game Boy, Metroid, back to back. Then yeah, we went, we had some good solid games like like Ring Code. Um, Professor Layton coming back, way forward Mario Kart DLC, uh, and then Tears of Kingdom, like just a really solid way to end it direct. Uh, but boy, if uh, if, we, if we just went straight to Tears of Kingdom, I would this would have been a awful direct after uh, outside of uh, Tears of Kingdom. But yeah, I would. I, I'm gonna say I think I gave that last one like a 6.5 out of 10, 6, 6, 6.5 the one September. I'd probably put this at like a 7, 7.5 just because Game Boy Game, Game Boy Advance coming, uh, Metroid prime uh out today that's awesome even though it kind of leaked early in the day um yeah i thought overall a really uh, a really good direct and you know, like it's been like i said it's been a long time since we've had those banger uh ones where it's just boom 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 all these great games getting announced um you know but uh, nintendo was on a hot streak from like tw- like the launch of this the switch to like march 2020 when animal crossing came out and it's just been kind of like we've done we've definitely gone back to that normal pace of Nintendo games where it's like kind of like some long gaps and then here's a couple here's a game long gap here's here's a game or two uh, but yeah I, I think so I, it definitely feels like we're the generation but still like we have a plus of pretty cool uh, stuff here so give us what was your opinions on it all right so my opinions upon things and stuff to, to try to do like a throwback to last week the things I thought about the Nintendo Direct really it's like I thought there were a couple of different things I did think, but one of the commonality things I thought we may see this direct are ports yeah. and like remaster stuff like that. And 
yeah, that's pretty much what we saw for a lot of the majority of it, you know, kind of suggesting to myself, and I can only speculate at this point, this is going to be the last major year for the Nintendo Switch. I feel like we said the last In year. terms of... So... <laughs> yeah, and quite honestly, I thought we were right yeah. then, too, because we don't really have to... I mean, we've had that buildup and stuff to where it felt like Nintendo was eventually going to tease to something else, and they went yeah. on a different path like they normally do. In terms of the Direct itself, this had a lot of different notes with me, not just because of a couple of different aspects of, like, expansion passes and stuff for pre-existing games I like, like Fire Emblem Engage, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, even Splatoon 2 to some extent, even though I'm not a fan of having to pay for a freaking, just the walk on Ingopolis. But uh, in regards to every other things that it hit, I mean, there was a lot of games that were hit across multiple different fan bases, multiple different kinds of things. I actually kind of felt more positive for this one, only because it touched in regards to the... It just touched a lot of different fields and a lot of different fan bases to where things we haven't heard of from a while, you know, from Baton Kaitos, that collection stuff, the whole thing with Etrian Odyssey, those first three games and stuff, major hardcore niche style of like dungeon crawler games, but yet there are people that absolutely love these games mm. to pieces. Going through with like, um, even with Pikmin 4, that the whole aspect of the gameplay stuff being revealed and that looking like a fun experience leading towards summer. I thought that one looked fairly good in regards to in regards to some of the lulls of it. I mean, yeah, there were some lulls in regards to this stuff. The fashion game, a level five, for example. I mean, the freaking uh, the Disney Illusion stuff, which I thought looks pretty OK and stuff. But at the same point, not something I'm probably going to be getting at launch, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, other than that, though, it's like there were banger after banger stuff leading towards the end of this direct to where it's like we got Game Boy things announced. We got Game Boy Advance things announced. We got the whole Metroid Prime like remastered stuff that that one was announced, too. And then that led up. You have the Bat and Kaitos one plus two collection of stuff, plus the unveiling say that Professor Layton's coming back and stuff. There were a multitude of like older franchises or just plain like classic franchises that were represented by Nintendo that haven't been touched upon literally in the past 15, possibly 20 years. Even like surprises, things that come out of nowhere, even though, yes, there were some that were kind of leaked in regards to Salma de Amigo and stuff like that. But me going into things, the only thing I had really is a rumor thing to go back on is that there were speculations that Advanced Wars would have been shadow dropped yeah. today. But no, that was completely yeah. different. It was the last thing I thought. I mean, the Metroid Prime remaster stuff was the last thing that we thought. But going to the different aspects, seeing what we've seen, knowing what we know right now, this game field, this whole direct feels like a nine out of ten to me because it delved, uh, it delved, and it just addressed a lot in regards to what people have been wanting inside of Nintendo, like the Nintendo fan community and stuff like that. Plus, a lot of different aspects that were awesome were, hey, Metroid Prime remastered being shadow dropped on the day of the direct itself through digital, even though like physical stuff is releasing later on this month. But that being $40, the Zelda trailer as, <laughs> as vague as some portions of it were, we saw more gameplay stuff and more awesome stuff. That's going to be some we're going to be delving into. It just felt like that this was a fantastic direct to me. And yeah, the one I feel like people that really aren't too much into it. It's like the ones that were not really into like a lot of the hardcore JRPG stuff. Maybe not all into the 
yeah. into the ports or something like that. I mean, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, this is this is a direct that's going to hit on like a specific yeah. core group it's a very of Nintendo personal fans. Dr- it's which, a very personal yeah. direct. Like either I feel like yeah, it's definitely going to like, um, you, like either like if you're wanting new games, maybe this is not the direct for you. But if you're a fan, like a longtime fan of right. Nintendo, uh, it's a pretty goddamn good direct. Well, I tell I will say this though. I thought it was pretty funny, like the day leading up to this direct where Doug Bowser himself the went bingo through and card. commented on Twitter, posted, Yeah, think about the bingo card. Make sure you guys have your bingo yeah. cards ready. That comment alone made me speculate, okay, okay, they're gonna be calling out some games that we haven't heard yeah. from in a while. Because <laughs> if they're saying that this stuff would have been on bingo stuff. I thought of five different things that would have matched like the past couple directs or people's bingo cards. And there were like almost exactly the games that it's exciting too. It's the first time in a long time, really (laughs) since like Reggie and uh, retired and you want to pass that we've actually like had some like real Mm -hmm. personality out of like the Nintendo people. Like we haven't really had that in a long time. So it was kind of cool to see. Unfortunately he wasn't in the direct, but I liked, I liked, you know, kind of gives a little tease of like, maybe there's a little comeback to that. But yeah. Um, Also, I mentioned at the time, nope. Pokemon Yellow, Gold, Silver, nothing for those Game Boy Advance stuff. Nah, I I personally think they're probably going to try to work that stuff out because they have to work that out with, like, say, Pokemon Coliseum and stuff, you know? That's a game. Not Pokemon Coliseum, but, like, Pokemon yeah. Stadium. Stadium, Stadium 2, those later. games yeah. are going to be releasing on the N64 Just... Virtual Console, and it would make a lot of sense if, like, say, you have the first or the second generation of those Pokemon games being available on there and but, being compatible like, to the They didn't even like announce stuff. it coming like later though, which is weird. And yeah, like, cause you feel like if you're going to create know, right? a Game Boy, uh, you know, uh, for the Nintendo Switch Online, like the Pokemon Gen 1 games would be the first games on that list. <laughs> like, there's a, they would still be. like, Absolutely. I think this now like the second best selling Pokemon games of all time behind Sword and Shield. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, that was, I thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, wow, okay. But hey, trading card games in there, so that's all I fucking care about. Uh, but yeah, I think Gables, that's going to wrap it up for us this, uh, this time. We'll be back Saturday with a normal with a, with another normal podcast. Th- believe it or not, this is supposed to be the short podcast. Uh, <laughs> we've got an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> I'm glad we did this then, because you know, Saturday would have been a very long podcast if we uh, if we if we uh, did all this and top of everything else. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for watching, listening. Uh, if you're if you're new, jump in because you see the Nintendo stuff. Hey, appreciate it. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. Look in the description down below and you'll see uh, links to all of our socials, uh, podcast services. We're on Apple, Spotify, all that fun jazz. So uh, if you're an audio listener, hey, please go to our YouTube channel, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, we live stream on there uh, on YouTube every Saturday night. We do a normal podcast. Uh, and if we we're able to, we'll do live reactions, stuff like that. Um, but we're just, you know, we're two guys that have full-time jobs and kind of do this for fun. So, uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much uh, for watching. We'll be back in a few days with another podcast. Love you guys. Bye. See ya.